Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm, content and social media specialist at Cure Media, and in this week's episode, I will talk to Christian Mello, co-founder at Cure Media, about having a data-driven influencer marketing strategy. What do we mean by data-driven, and what's the value of having one? And also how it can help you achieve the company's overall goals. Hi, Christian, and welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hi, Frida. Nice for inviting me for today. Before we start, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Who are you and what's your role at Cure Media? Sure. My name is Chris, as you said. I'm one of the co-founders of Cure Media. So I was, I was there from the beginning in 2014. Today I'm working as head of new sales, which means for us it's helping new clients getting uh, uh, influencer marketing into the media mix. So today we're talking about why you need to have a data-driven approach to influencer marketing. And with years of experience, this is nothing new to us at Cure Media, but data is something that we've seen is crucial in order to be better prepared and increase your chances to succeed with influence marketing. So, for example, it will give you greater efficiency and increased return on your investment. So, Christian, having an ongoing dialogue with a lot of marketers out there, this is a question you must get a lot. So let's start with the basics. What is a data-driven approach? A uh, data-driven approach is when you're letting the data decide uh, the way forward, the way working ac- actually with the channel to get the most out of it. I think a lot of people or a lot of brands out there are still working with what I would call lucky go influencer marketing, where you're just like picking influencers based on their content and taking it from there. But if you're working with a data-driven approach, you're more seeing, okay, what am I, what's my KPIs? What kind of data do I need to collect? to actually get the best possible results and remove the risks. Yeah, and we know still today, many companies work aimlessly with influencer marketing, which, as you said, makes it tricky when it comes to measuring the results and effects and how well you performed against your KPIs. What value does data bring to your marketing strategy? I think the number one value that it brings, it's removing the risk from the channel. Because when you're going with the lucky influence marketing, you're just choosing them based on their content or based on amount of followers, information that's public. But what it does when you're doing the data approach is that you're actually taking in account who's actually following, following the influencers, what kind of impact are you having, what kind of reach. And with that kind of approach, you're going to get the best possible results. At least you're removing the risk of missing out. Can you give us an example? Yeah, sure. So say, for example, you got two influencers. And if, we, if you look at the outside, they'll both have 100,000 followers. But when you're getting back into the data, for example, their target data, it might be one of them has 80% of their target group that's actually reaching the ones you want. So say, for example, you want to reach the German market and they got 80% of their followers in Germany. That's great. That's an influence you should go with. But you need that data. Because you can see many, many cases where the other influencer or influencers have maybe 20% of their followers in the target group, which means that if you have 100,000 followers and you're actually paying for this influencer to do a collab with you, you're only going to have 20% potentially that's going to see your content for your brand. 
So that's, that's the number one. You need to know who's actually following the influencers. So in that case, with having two influencers with 100,000, of course, with the actual reach in your target group being either 80% or 20%, then you have to look further into the data and see, okay, what's the influencer's actual reach compared to the amount of followers? And you're going to see a big difference there because you're going to have some influencers, they will have about 65% of their following group actually seeing their posts, while maybe at a lesser good influencer, their reach might be somewhere about 20%. So if you keep working with those numbers, the influencer having 100 down to 80 with 65% actual reach, you're going to reach about 52,000 potential customers. But when you're looking at influencer with 20% in your target group and they only have 20% actual reach, you're going to reach about 4,000. So that's a big difference. It's actually 13 times more just picking out the right influencers from this basic data points. You got to do their math. <laughs> you got to do the math, but that's what counts. Yeah. Can you explain? Uh, some people might not know what actual reach is. Actual reach is actually how many people that sees, for example, an uh, Instagram post and uh, or the story or a blog post or a YouTube or a TikTok. That's actually how many people have seen it. Is a data-driven approach to influence marketing for everyone, like all brands? Uh not for all brands. I, I would say the ones that shouldn't work with data-driven influencer marketing is the ones that just want the content. So you want, you want to create cheap content to post in your other channels. And if you're looking to do this, you can just actually use influencers with followers from all over the world as long as they're creating good content. And that you can see on the outside. So that's like the cheapest way of making good content. But you're not going to get results from the channel as an influencer marketing channel. Okay, so that's instead of like renting a studio photographer and making like studio content. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can actually get content for a couple of hundred uh, euros. Yeah. But if you're looking to get results from the channel, then it must work data-driven. It's a must. So Christian, how will a data-driven strategy help brands achieve the company's overall goals? All right, so usually the normal overall goals for brands, it's going to be either one of two. It's going to build brand uh, brand awareness or build some preference, or it's going to be to create sales. And whatever goal of these two that you have, you go, you're going to need reach, right? So if we go back to the example with uh, influencer A having 80% actual reach or influencer B having 20% actual reach, that's going to impact your results. doesn't matter if it's awareness or, or if it's going to be traffic to your uh, site and create sales. Because if you're reaching 52,000 people in your target group, it's always going to be better than reaching 4,000 people in your target group. So just like looking at your overall KPIs, you're always going to need that kind of impact. You're going to need to impact people. And that's, that's just one data point. If you want to go further into the data... You can, for example, look at what we call for historical data. What kind of results are different influencers getting in beauty compared to what results they're getting in fashion or interior? And that's going to be a big difference. You know, sometimes we can see, you know, you have two influencers, same amount of followers, same target group data, but it's still going to give you 10 times more results. For example, 10 times more traffic with one influencer if you're having the brand fit and you know that their followers are interested earlier in, for example, beauty or fashion. So, so it's super important also to do the backtracking and see what kind of uh, brands do work with this kind of influencer. Because if you then add 13 times more views and you're getting 10 times more traffic, if that's your KPI, that's 130 times more. 
compared to the not so good influencer. So that that's why you should work with data driven influencer if your goal is to reach some kind of impact. We talked in a previous episode about the importance of having an always on approach to influence marketing. And an always on approach goes well hand in hand with the data driven approach. So why would you say that the data driven approach works best when you work always on with influence marketing? So when you're working always on with influencers, you always want to find new key learnings, right? So what you want to do is, for example, you're doing your first month working with influence marketing. During that first month, you need to collect as much data as possible. What KPIs do I have first? And then you look at your KPIs and see, okay, what's working to reach my goals? Is it uh, the content? Is it certain kind of content that's going good? Is it a certain platform? For example, is Instagram Reels going really well? Is posts going really well? Is blog or YouTube or TikTok or Clubhouse? What's actually going really well towards your target group? How are they reacting to it? How's it going to reach your KPIs? So say, for example, just to make a really clear example, say one of your goals are to drive traffic and you try the different platforms. Okay, what learnings did I get from the data I collected? So for example, I'm looking to drive traffic to my page. I might see it, okay, but for every invested euro I'm getting into Insta story, I'm getting five times better results compared to my post. Then for the next month, all right, I know I should invest more into stories compared to posts. And with doing this kind of optimization based on the data you're collecting, every month you're going to get better and better results. But I think what many brands are doing today, they're just doing their posts, not doing any analysis on it, and they just keep doing the same over and over again. Not flipping the influencers compared to what results, not flipping around on the content side, not flipping around when it comes to what uh, platforms to work on. You're just doing the same. And then you're not going to do do the improvement in results that most brands are looking for. Yeah, and that's a key within marketing. Overall, you need to test and try. And today there's there's popping up a lot of new platforms and features. And uh, so you need to be on your toes. Yeah, and I think when it comes to influencer marketing, the market's not mature enough to look at it like all other digital media. They're just looking at it like it's people you're buying, you're buying their comments, and you're not seeing it as a serious channel and you're putting too little budget into it. You're treating it as a, as a silo. Yeah, you're shooting it as a silo during a short period of time. You're having a launch, but you're not working always on doing the optimization. Yeah. But I think going forward, you know, I think all brands, especially reaching the millennial target group, are going to keep uh, pushing more budget into the always on strategy. Yeah. So work always on and have a data-driven approach. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just give a couple. I'll just give like clear examples when it comes to driving traffic in our way. You know, for some clients, we're seeing from the first month to the sixth month, you're getting a ten times on your ROI compared to the first month. You're getting ten times more traffic, and it's just doing those small changes, putting the energy into the channel to get the results you're after. Yeah, and at Cure Media, we have a great operations team that work with this data and analyzes it and come up with like new ideas. So that's also important. You need to have the data, but you also need to have an experienced team. Yeah, so they're, they're sitting in this uh, Google Analytics every single day just looking, okay, what kind of impact are we getting into? Yeah. And our report on the state of influencer marketing proved that measuring the effect of influencer marketing is one of the top challenges among marketers, or it is the top challenge. 
and it might say itself, but how does data support when it comes to measuring the influence marketing investment? As you said, yeah, I have this influence marketing investment. Okay, what value did I get from it? Yeah, and I think it's as you said, it's like when it comes to all media, all digital media, if it's not the last click media, it's always going to be difficult to measure the exact results. And this is what we try to specialize on. How do you get the 360 view of it all? But I think when it comes to uh, influencer marketing and measuring, I think you have to split it up into three. Either you do short-term goals, mid-term goals, or long-term goals. And when you're looking at, like for example, short-term, for me, that's zero to three months. You can look at the content, actual reach, engagement, number of clicks, click-through rate. I think that's good short-term goals when you're looking at the data. When you're looking mid-term, we're talking about like four to 12 months. You know, you can look at how, how is the traffic actually converting on the landing page? What's your conversion rate? And what kind of revenue are you getting through it? And if you're looking for long-term, it's probably going to be for the brand awareness and performance because that takes time. Because for us, it's always measuring through a third-party company to see what kind of uh, improve, improvements are we getting in the brand awareness and performance. But it takes time. You know, you need to talk to the millennial target group a long time if you're going to make a real impact. Yeah. We also have good previous episodes that go deeper into this subject. Yeah. Uh, and also a guide for those who prefer to read. Yeah. And I think it's also really, really important to remember that it's going to be different for different brands because, you know, for some brands, it's always super easy to bring traffic directly and bring conversion, but it also depends. What is your performance today when it comes to the target group? Do they prefer you already? You're going to get good results month one. Or if you're just starting to talk to this target group, it's going to take a longer time because it takes time to change the consumer's mind. So a question we get a lot in all of, all of our webinars and yeah, sent to us is how do I know which influencer I should work with? So I think we should answer that one because this has a lot to do with data. So how do you look at an influencer in a data-driven way? And how do you know who's a good fit for your brand and KPIs? For, for us, it, it's quite easy because we built our own platform so where we have collected tens of thousands of different influencers target group data. So we know we can do an easy search. We want this market. We want this age group with this interest. And for us, that's super easy because the system will just say, here you have the best influencers for this brand reaching this target group with this historical data. But I think if you're doing it by yourself, you know, it's a manual job. You have to connect with as many influencers as possible, make them send you your target group data or their target, <laughs> group, yeah, their target group data. Uh, to get an understanding who's actually following these accounts. Is it, if you're looking for the German market, is it German followers or is, or is it Brazilian followers, which usually are fake? But, you know, you have to do this. And the more influencers you collect data on, the better your results are going to be. And here also, you know, you have to start communicating and ask, okay, how have different brands or different segments actually worked in your channels before? Which channels do work the best for you? Yeah, you should ask this to the influencer. Yeah, to the influencer. So, you know, it's like, okay, should we do Insta story or post? Okay, what's your actual reach on these different platforms? What kind of results have you seen earlier? And then, of course, you have to start benching prices. Okay, how much does one influencer take compared to the second one? And how you should set a valuation for this? And I think, I think what a common mistake many uh, brands think, it's, it's going to be cheaper to do them by themselves. But I think one of our 
uh, our operations team biggest USPs is that they know what's the market value for a certain influencer. If you're looking at the target group data, what what price should what price point should they be at? Because I know it's super difficult just to ask an influencer and say what price, and they're always going to be super high when a brand reaches out. Yeah, so important to add is that only applying data to identify influencers is not equal to having a data-driven approach, of course. It's very important, but it's only one piece of the puzzle. And in order to succeed with influencer marketing, measurement and follow-up are the be-all and end-all. And this is where the data is equally important. So Christian, what data is important when it comes to this later step of analyzing and follow-up? I think, I think as we talked about earlier, first, you know, you have to find out what's your KPIs for this channel. What KPIs am I looking to solve? Based on those, you can start looking, okay, what's important for me? And I think if you're looking at a data-driven approach, of course, it's, it's reach, interactions, engagement, what's your click-through rate, how's the conversion going, because that can really differ. Some influencers will convert a lot on your page, while some won't convert, even if they're driving the traffic especially in the different segments. What kind of revenue am I getting through it? And if you're doing a survey for awareness and preference, of course, then you have to measure after six to 12 months, what's the impact I'm actually getting? But it depends, as, I, uh, as we talked about in the last question, what period, time period you're looking for. But I think when, if you drop back to, okay, how are you doing with all other digital, digital media when you're working data-driven? Because I you know, most brands are doing it to 99% and all other media is also going back and looking in Google Analytics and seeing what kind of effects am I getting. Because influencer marketing is not a single channel, so you can't just look at the channel and see the results by itself. You need to also look into Google Analytics to see, okay, how is it affecting the direct traffic? How is it performing my Google? How is it affecting my paid social? Where am I actually getting the effect from the influencer marketing? It's not only the swipe up. We know that's going to be less than 70% of the total effect is from the influencers. The rest, you have to do your research and really analyzing Google Analytics. Yeah, so spillover effects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if to all marketers that are listening today and thinking about getting started with influencer marketing or already have, but have, but have no idea of how to get started with a data-driven approach to the channel. What's your three key takeaways? I think the first one is just like, you know, you have to just become insane with data and learn as much as possible. I know we have podcasts and webinars and blogs and guides Download it all, read it as read as much as possible, find cases. It's not only us doing it, but you find a lot of free information online. So do your research, set your KPIs for the channel. And f- from us, everything is for free. You should just go download. Second tip is either you should take help from an agency because it's very time consuming and it's going to take you a lot of time just learning to get started. But if you want to get a kickstart, use some kind of agency. Or else do you also have platforms that can help you? But you need some kind of tools to get help with the data-driven approach. If you're doing it in-house, you have to have a dedicated team just working with your influencer marketing. Don't just put on somebody else and say, okay, but you can also do influencer marketing. And, you know, it's not going to work. We, you know, we've never seen it work before. If you're going to do influencer marketing, it is a tough competition out there. You have to do it properly, having one 
full-time. That's, that's a minimum just to get started. But if you want to do it as a serial channel, you're, you're going to have a build a big team if you're going to do it in-house. Also investing in systems that will help you. And, and the third point, but back to going to your KPIs, you need to also set aside what kind of results are you looking from the channel. And when you know what kind of results you're looking for, of course, you can be agile when working with a new channel, but also decide, okay, what am I expecting in the short term, midterm, and long term? Thank you, Christian. It was a pleasure having you here today and hear your insights about a data-driven approach to influence marketing. So if our listeners want to hear more from you, where can they find you? Uh, the easiest place is on LinkedIn. So you just find me on LinkedIn and connect. Great. Thank you for today. Thank you very much for having me. This takes us to the end of another episode of Influence Marketing Talks. Make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media to continue the conversation there. Also, if you like the podcast, give us a rating in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app.